All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of Addicted to Personal Transformation. I pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So let's get started. So um, I was again doing some personal development this morning and um, something came to me. Something came to me um, that I had never really thought about um, um, in a in a bigger sense. So, you know, oftentimes in life we built we feel like we've been dealt a crappy hand, right? We feel like, um, you know, we've been sh- uh, shook to the core. Um, we don't know how to handle certain situations, or we don't handle them effectively, or uh, in a healthy way. We just, you know, kind of go through the motions, right? So. Um, I have always realized in my life that I was a person that would stuff. I would just stuff everything. I would stuff my feelings. I would stuff the pain. I would stuff everything until I was like a volcano that erupted, um, you know, all over everybody around me, even if they were not the person that initiated the pain, right? Um, so I will, um, tend to just stuff everything. And, you know, the first thing that people say is I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll be okay. But we're not okay. We're not, we're not okay. But what I've realized is that this okay syndrome is, something that is a learned behavior. And I'll tell you a story. Bless my little grandmother's heart. Okay. She was a church going woman. She had a lot of faith. She worked in the church. She, you know, um, was there every time the doors opened, whether it be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Um, she did devotionals with the women. She did the prayer chain. She did all of that, but she also made our life look perfect on the outside and our family was full of dysfunction. Our family was full of addiction. Our family was full of hurt and pain and it was nowhere near perfect. And it was almost like we would go to church, we'd pull up in the parking lot, and it was like we left everything that we knew in the car, and we put on this show once we got into the church building. And of course, as a child, you don't recognize these things. You don't recognize that this is weird, right? Like, why, you know? And I remember her always telling me, you know, cross your legs, act like a lady, don't say dang, don't say darn, um, don't say stupid, don't say shut up. Like it was, you know, we had to put on this um, perfect mentality um, when we were in front of different people. But what I didn't realize until later in life is that my grandmother held on to so much pain. I mean, as I look back, you know, I was a heathen. Um, 
you know, <clears throat> my dad went through divorces. Um, you know, my, my aunt, you know, has gone through pain. I've gone through pain. I mean, it's like, you know, where do you find that balance? <clears throat> Excuse me. Where do you find that balance in this craziness, right? Cause you, you go to church and you put on a, a show, right? Basically. And then you come home, but your life is a disaster. Maybe not her life, but everybody's life around her was a disaster. But she tried to hold it all together. I'm sure there was things that she wanted to say to us that she didn't say, at least not to me. And I remember when I got in trouble for the first time, my grandfather hunted me down. He hunted me down and he had me put in jail. Okay? Because of what I had done. He, he came to me with tears in his eyes and he said, Melody, the only way that I can save you and my grandmother is by having you arrested. And after that, I pretty much got the silent treatment for my grandmother. Because at this point, she didn't know what to say to me. You know, she could hide all the other stuff. But at this point, your daughter, your granddaughter is now becoming a felon um, in jail. And I'm sure the embarrassment for her was something that she's never had to deal with. And so, you know, I got the silent treatment from her. My grandfather, on the other hand, my grandfather was at court. He was always there no matter what, even after the fact. But I learned something really, really important that I think a lot of us deal with on a daily basis and that's stuffing the crap that we deal with or have had to deal with in our lives and we don't face that head on we don't own it we don't say okay I'm gonna deal with this regardless of what I have to go through I'm gonna deal with this and so what we do is we we stuff everything and then we end up in relationships just like we, uh, just like us. We stuff everything, which turns into be a dysfunctional relationship. Or, you know, we find people that are just like the people that we used to be with, right? And, you know, all is well at the beginning and then it turns into a crap show at the end. And we don't ever know why. And that's because we refuse to own what we've had to go through. So what we do is we just feel like we expect that or we deserve that. And we don't. We don't. We deserve to have a better life. We deserve to be with better people. We deserve to accomplish all the all the dreams that we have in our life because... We've spent so many years stuffing it, stuffing the pain, you know, trying to make everything look like, you know, we're okay. And in reality, we're dying on the inside because everybody around us has always showed us, just stuff it. It'll be all right. Just stuff it. It's going to be okay. Just don't deal with it. It's going to be okay. And I'm guilty because I've done that my whole entire life. I have, I've stuffed things. And then 
when it when I say, okay, this is it, okay, I've got to have this breakthrough, I've got to do this, not for everybody else in my life, but for me, you know, I get scared, I get nervous, and I'm like, okay, so if I do this, what are other people going to think about me? And we have to learn in our lives that, you know, our well-being is important. Our well-being and our our happiness and our joy and our peace, we're worth all of that. And the longer that we don't deal with it, the more and more we're going to see it happen in our lives. And it just, it's a reoccurring thing, right? You know, it's just like if you ask God for a blessing in your life and, you know, he brings that blessing to you, but you're not ready for the blessing, what's going to happen? We're going to destroy it. And then we're going to have to turn around and we're going to have to do that whole road all over again until we get it right. And I've noticed that with my grandmother, you know, I have her Bible here and she's highlighted a whole lot of scriptures in here. And for those of you that don't know, my grandmother has passed away, but, um, you know, she's highlighted a bunch of scriptures in here. And when I run across these scriptures, I cannot help but think about the things that she was going through when she highlighted those. Because some of them are heart-wrenching. And, you know, I think about it. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that I'm like, bless her heart. Because she had to have lived full of anxiety and stress. And, you know, felt like she was misunderstood. Because she was trying to live for something greater while everybody around her was falling apart. You know, my grandmother was like this huge um, holiday fan, right? She always wanted to make sure that everybody had the best holiday ever, right? Christmas was the time that everybody came home. And, you know, we always had dinner and we always had presents and we always spent time together. And, you know, I've picked that up from her. And I, you know, I can also get an understanding as a parent you know, as a grandparent, um, well, Nana, grandparent sounds old. I'm not old. Um, so I, I'm a Nana. Um, so, you know, I, I understand it now where I didn't understand it before. Because even with grown children, I want to save them all the time. I do. If my kids call me and tell me something that's going on with them, I immediately go into this mom survival mode. Like, I have to save them from this. Like, I can't. They can't feel that hurt. They can't feel that pain. They can't. They just can't. And, you know, I've had to learn to help talk them through the things that I want to save them from. Now, now, don't, don't get me wrong. Because I will save them in a minute if I have to. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I'm still not perfect at this. But, you know, I have to. I have to. Um, 
you know, walk them through different things in their lives, whether they know I'm walking them through it or not. It's just about the encouragement, you know, be, be open, be honest. Let's hear your feelings. What are you thinking? You know, what are you going through? And I think that's important because we all learn to stuff things in our lives. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't, it doesn't serve us in a positive way. And that's why I've really tried to embrace all the bad so that I can learn to encourage others in the good. You know, I'm super excited that, you know, next week I go and speak at a women's uh, shelter. And I've been racking my brain as to what I want to talk about. And, you know, I really want to just go in there and shake the roof off the place with encouragement. You know... Sometimes when you're going through things, you really just want somebody to say, you go girl, you got this. You know, um, you're a freaking warrior. You're a conqueror. You know, what do I need to do to help? And I think that's important, especially when you're going through a really, really challenging time. And you don't always have somebody that will encourage you. You have to learn to encourage yourself. You have to write those aspirations, uh, aspirations, affirmations on your mirror or put them in your car or, you know, something you have to learn to encourage yourself. My husband says all the time, I can, I will encourage myself in the Lord, right? We have to take that and incur, learn to encourage ourselves, learn to pour into ourselves, learn to, you know, cheer ourselves on. But before we can do that, we have to stop allowing all the negative that's happened to us to just settle in our soul because that's what we do. We allow it to just settle in our soul and every day it just eats and eats and eats away. Not only at our soul, but at our self-confidence, our self-esteem, you know, at our dreams, at our goals. We begin to busy ourselves with so many other things just to not have to deal with it. And we're good during the day. But then what happens when you get home and you're laying in the bed and it's quiet? Guess what happens? All of that stuff just starts. You ever cried yourself to sleep? You ever woke up in the morning and say, I can't do another day. I just can't do this. It's because we don't deal with it. We just let it linger, try to let it deal with itself, and then eventually it comes out. So today, I just want to encourage you to be your true, authentic self. If you need somebody to talk to, find somebody to talk to. If you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. I believe in therapy. Trust me, I believe in it. Um, go to therapy, talk to your spouse, talk to your, your friend. They're not going to be able to fix it for you, but you can get it off your chest for one, for two, 
when you hear it come out of your mouth, it's a lot different than when, when you're thinking about it in your head. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, write it down. That was one of my biggest things is writing down my feelings, writing down everything that I was feeling at that very moment and then wadding it up and throwing it away. Now I'm not perfect. Ask my husband, I'm not perfect by any means because I still have the feisty attitude. Um, I'm still sassy. Um, you know, he tells me I'm just like my father because there's no filter. And it's not because I want to be arrogant or, you know, uh, uncaring. It's just the fact that I lived so many years. I feel like in silence of my pain and the things that I had gone through especially when I was in my addiction and I was ashamed and I was, you know, I was felt so guilty and I was in prison and, you know, I was, you know, a horrible mother and, you know, I, a horrible daughter, you know, I, a horrible sister. I mean, you know, I think back on those things, you know, because I know I was, I, even though I'm the I'm the oldest child, but I'm the only child. Um, And that may sound confusing, but, you know, my mom and dad had me. They separated. My mom remarried and had three more kids. My dad remarried and had two more kids. So I'm the oldest of six, but yet the only child. And, um, you know, I, I held a lot of guilt in all of that because both of my sisters look up to me. I know they do. But I've done some really crap things in my life. I really have. And I've set some really bad examples. My brothers, the same way. You know, one of my brothers wrote me a letter when I was in prison. And, you know, he was hurting. And he was telling me he was hurting. And, you know, that hurt me. Because I, as a sister, should have been a better example. All the way around, I should have been a better example, and I wasn't. So not only did I have the mommy guilt, not only did I have, but I had, you know, the sister guilt. You know, um, I I had a lot of guilt, and I, I had to learn to deal with that. And I had to learn to show love even when I was ashamed, and show love even when I didn't feel loved. Because I knew that, you know, they needed that. They needed the love. And, you know, I I don't talk to all my brothers and sisters every single day of my life. I don't. And that's probably on me, right? But even though we're not not all that close, I still want to set the best example for them. I want to set the best example I can because I don't want to see any more addicts in my family. I don't want to see anybody else going to prison in my family. I don't want to see my family tore apart anymore. I want everybody in my family to be happy. 
and my family includes my Instagram family, my Facebook family, my TikTok family. I want everybody to be happy. So it's time. It's time for us to start dealing with stuff that we've held for a long time. Stuff that we've held on to, stuff that we've allowed to hold us back. I know when I was in prison and I had to deal with my, with my addiction and I had to deal with my past and they asked us to write a criminal timeline starting at the first time we ever lied to our parents. That was harsh. That was harsh. And I had to put it on a giant piece of paper. I mean, it was huge. It was like this giant paper that you roll off, right? And we had to put all of that down, right? If you took candy from the store, if you lied to your parents, if you hit your your brothers or sisters, we had to own all of our crap. And I cannot even remember how many women were actually in this with me, but I know it was well over 100. And we had to spread this out on this board and we had to talk about it in front of everybody. And it's not, it was just not the criminal timeline, right? It was all of our victims, the people that we victimized. What criminal mindset were you in at that point in time? Like it was a lot and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Because I had way more stuff on there than I would ever wanted to admit to. But it opened my mind to healing. It opened my heart to healing. To start to really dig in and think about um, to have, um, you know, empathy and sympathy for other people. Because I was able to own my crap. And that was huge for me as far as the recovery part. It was huge. So today I want to encourage you to dig a little deeper today. Dig a little deeper into those things that are, that are holding you back from your goals and your dreams and your happiness and your peace. Right? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Make it the best day of your life. Make it the day that I'm going to say, you know what? I'm done. I am done stuffing it. I'm not going to go off on people, but I'm going to be me. And I'm going to enjoy me. And I'm going to accept me for who I am. Because I'm worth it. Right? I deserve to live all out. I deserve to play full out in my life, regardless of what my past looks like, regardless of what other people say, regardless, I get to live full out and play full out in my life. Know today that you're amazing. You're powerful. You're beautiful. You're a freaking warrior. You're capable and you're deserving.